0: Hello, and welcome to the latest installment of the Rangers Women's supporters group podcast. How are we doing this evening? Tired. Tired, but good. (laughs) Literally off the bus and straight on to recording. That's dedication for you. So we'll kick off with some news that we had during the week that Megan Bell is away on loan to Harch. Car,
1: surprised? very surprised did not see that coming at all of all of you know the players that potentially might go, go out on loan I didn't see Megan as being one of them but I guess it makes sense from a you know Megan point of view of getting more game time at Hearts she'll strengthen Hearts and give them you know so much needed goal scoring ability which I think will help both of them out so I guess it makes sense if Joe doesn't see her as long term like playing the weekend week out so it's probably for the best at the moment but
0: was a bit of a shock. Yeah, I think it's easy to forget, Alan, that she's only what twenty-two, so she's still got loads of football to play. But were you kind of surprised at it? I think it was kind of blindsided a lot of us, to be fair.
2: Yeah, as most of the transfers involving us this season, it's kind of came right out of the blue. I didn't see that that one coming, but I suppose it makes sense. You know, Megan's Snow been getting a run of games with us and I think that's exactly what Megan needs to play week in, week out. And it helps strengthen hearts who will hopefully take points off other teams as we go into the top six. So it, it could be a really good move all round. But it's transfer for Megan to go and get some games under her belt and make an impact. Then she she started today. So will t- touch on the loan review in a wee bit.
0: Well, we'll just come at the now, and it kind of gets out of the road since we're talking about loan salad. So do you want to just give us a wee quick round-up of the loans for today?
2: Yeah, are a quick round-up. Uh, Lucy I and mean, Moon was on the bench again for Queen's Park. They've they've won again, standing in their position at the top of the table. Uh, Summer Laird extended their loan. She was the last of the, the, the youngsters that extended their loan through the week. Uh, she was on the bench. Spartans narrowly lost at uh, Hearts. Mason Clark started for Hamilton and scored just at the end as Hamilton got the first win of the season. Uh, I believe she was assisted by Becca Taylor, who came off the bench. So, good game time for them. Uh, Megan played in goals for Partick, and Jenna Ferguson came off the bench for for that game as well. And I'm pretty sure I'm doing somebody dirty and leaving somebody out. And Kayla Jarden started for Marvel, but they get a bit of chasing at uh, yeah, you know, beating 5 0. So, generally speaking, a good week or plenty of minutes in the legs here, players out in loan. So, club are obviously happy with all the loans, given that every single one of now been confirmed as being extended to the end of the season.
0: Yeah, Karen, I don't think we're surprised that anybody's kind of extended their loan, but good to see that they're getting minutes and they're going to have that kind of. And read regular football until the summer, and then we see what happens with them after that.
1: Yeah, it's kind of the best of both worlds for a lot of them in the sense that they're still training with us two days a week, and then you know with their respective loan clubs. And you know, especially Mason and Becker seem to be doing quite well at Hamilton. Nice that they finally got a win, which I think will boost their confidence. They're now only three points off at the bottom of the table, so there's every chance now that they could secure staying up, which would be good for them. But You know, we didn't see the goal, but from what I saw on Twitter, it was a nice back heel from Mason Clark to get her goal. And she seems to be scoring quite often now, which is good. I would like Summer Laird to get more game time, but it's just what Spartans need to do to try and get wins in games. And it's just unfortunately not, not working that way, but everyone else seems to be doing quite well. So it's good for them all to get more game time.
0: Yep, best of luck to them for the rest of the season. So we'll go on to today's game. We were on the road again up to Aberdeen, our first bus trip for the Sporters Group, which was quite successful, I would say. And we started with five back and goals. Cathy Hill, Madag, Doherty in the back line, Macaulay, Cornett, McLean, and a debut for Liv McLaughlin. He um, had also Lizzie Arnott kind of the number 10 position and Roe and Hardy were kind of weird front two. But what did you like of the team when you see it, Kerr?
1: I was happy with it. Well, I think it was a bit harsh on Vic, Vic Efsson, the goalkeeper to, you know, start a couple of games and then be out. And I don't know if that's a running thing she's going to put put one in for a couple of games and switch them out or whatever, but nice to see love McLaughlin come on and play 90 minutes, which I was surprised at. I didn't actually get a full 90 minutes, but obviously fully fit and raring to go, so which is nice. Front was kind of weird, but I guess against Aberdeen we thought maybe we could switch it up and give minutes to multiple players, which seemed to kind of work, so overall fairly happy with it, but just a bit confused by the, the goalkeeping situation. Yeah, we'll
0: come, we'll come to that later on. Uh, Alan, was it? What did you think? Uh, Liv's debut, obviously, we're just kind of at the start of the game, but I think she did quite well in the difficult, windy conditions of Aberdeen.
2: I thought uh, there was a, a wee bit hit and miss from her. I think uh, the the pace of the game seemed to catch her by surprise, you know, and and right through the game, there was times when may, maybe she she wasn't quite ready for the physicality of it, but. She's certainly showed some good touches. She's certainly keen to make make the early passes and, and get the ball moving quickly, which is exactly what you can always hear Joel from a touchline pressing on the players to get the tempo up and to keep the tempo up. So I think when she beds into the team, which will have to be quickly given that she's only on loan for, for a few months, that uh, she'll she'll be an asset. I just um we're an extra midfielder in the the team with Rachel Rowe playing up front, I I thought it maybe impacted the balance a wee bit and the players weren't quite as defined in where they were playing the day.
0: Yeah, well, will say that, but Rachel Rowe seemed to relish playing in that kind of front two car because she had plenty of chances that kind of, well, obviously she did score a couple of goals, but that first 20 minutes she was... Lucky not he
1: opened the score in earlier than she actually did. Yeah, I mean she seemed to enjoy it. Whether that's gonna be her natural position, I think she enjoys being a ten more and works better at a ten, but it worked. It gave us what we needed in that you know, that early part of the game. But just, you know, hit the bar a few kind of wide and not quite getting there, but she was doing all the right things and seemed to be flying about where she needed to be. And there was a lot of interchangeability. I don't know if that's a word, but I'm going to say it anyway. And the team where players were moving around a lot, Lizzie was, you know, back and forth as the 10 out wide, doing, you know, wherever she needed to be, which is quite nice to see there was that fluidity, but it wasn't coming off at the start of the game, but eventually we kind of got there, but the conditions didn't help. It was a bit of a horrendous windy day up there. Yeah,
0: Alan, we also had chances from Chelsea like Cathy had a couple of chances, like Lizzie had a chance, we were hitting the woodwork we were hitting the top of the stands. Balls were good at the park. It was just a crazy day and crazy conditions.
2: Oh uh, yeah, I think any football player would much prefer to play in rain and that, that sort of wind, you know, it was it was horrible to play in. You know, you could see that both teams had had issues with it right through the game you know particularly playing against the wind but first half lots of good chances lots of good positions we're in and we just the the final sort of effort and goal you know the chelsea one was a free header you know she'll be really disappointed She, she came and met that really well but maybe just got a wee bit under it and went over the bar but we just pressed Aberdeen right back they couldn't get out against the wind and We did go into two up at half time. What would have been really disappointed? Probably we didn't score more.
0: So, at the 33rd minute, car we did eventually break the deadlock, and it was a nice goal to open the score in from Rachel Rowe.
1: It was indeed, it was a, a long range, absolutely smashed the ball just exactly where it needed to go, and the keeper jumped for it, but no chance she was getting a hand to it and just. Because I don't know what happened after it. Her and Nick seemed to have words. I don't know what was going on there, but it was all a bit friendly banter, I think. But just another tremendous goal. and She seems to have opened her account now, and every week is getting more and more chances, and seems to be scoring a lot more of them, which is good. We need that. We need more players to be scoring goals when they get the chances. So it was nice that she got it. But another one that was just a hit it, and it it worked we need more of that from outside the box for their field to get more long range Joe goals and trying to walk it in, because I think later on we had problems we were trying to walk it in a little bit too much, and it just wasn't coming off, and it was, I think, annoying Joe a little bit that we were trying to do that.
0: Yeah, I think we should touch on just before that how we had Rachel Rowe try to do, was it the Ravona, just going to go out to play and then Nick was just, like, walking away laughing, like, what's she trying to do, and then (laughs) Rachel scores an absolute banger, so she knows what she's doing.
2: Possibly know the best place to do it, right in front of Joe Potter. <laughs> no, going to pull it off.
0: Not when the ball's also like blown a bit the place and going it for a thrower anyway. But she tried it. It comes off another game, so a lot of it. And then just what, seven, eight minutes later, we get our second goal. Rachel Rowe again. Uh,
2: yeah, typically through the game, Mia McCauley was doing a lot of good work and being, being a typical danger on the right side. And she's toasted her, her fullback and pulled the ball back. Kirsten McLean's not moved it on and Rachel Rose finished off. It was a really good team goal for you sat in the middle of the box. Yep, so then we go in at half-time...
0: up I think in the conditions 2-0 was kind of justified probably could have been more on another day it probably would have been but the girls kind of fought it out and went in probably quite happy with the two goals.
1: Yeah they did what they needed they did what needed to be done if I could speak they like there wasn't much more they could have done other than potentially use the wind to their advantage because it was behind them so maybe a few more long shots might have gone in but they did enough I thought maybe it'd be a bit more but they got through the first half which needed to be done with you know no minimal issues I'd say Liv looked lively she had a lot of not chances, but she was creating a lot. She was having a right battle with number, I think it was 10 from Aberdeen, who was right on her heels, pulling her back all over the shop. So they did enough and they thought, we'll come out the second half and we'll get a few more and that will settle the nerves. But obviously we had other ideas with the wind pushing the ball back into our faces. I think as
0: well, Al, we must touch on the referee in the first half. (laughs) Or the lack of refereeing, should we, would we say, because they just seem to get worse every week and I think this one takes the biscuit.
2: <laughs> I think he took a pack of biscuits to be mm. honest with you, because uh, the, the the lack of control of that game was was deplorable for for the referee and his officials. And it was just it was clearly no talking to him. Uh both Joe and Jamie the feelings very, very clear to, to both the, the near side linesman and uh, the referee particularly, but it was completely unmoved. You know, the, I totally get Aberdeen have got to try and spoil the game if they come out just to go toe to toe, us. they know they'll, they'll get absolutely battered. But they've come out to spoil the game. But the ref's got to, he's got a duty of care to protect the players and so many challenges. Are the sort of challenges that are going to injure players. So we'll, we'll make a point of complaining about bit refs after we've come home with three points, but, you know, Rachel Rowe particularly was getting kicked all over the park. You know, there was, there was late challenges getting in. Uh, I no attempt to play a ball at times, and the ref was just completely ignoring it. So, absolutely deplorable performance for an official, but... You
0: know, we, we come to expect that. Yes, Alan says we come to expect it, but it should be something that the players are having to deal with. The players are trying to talk to them. If we, I even turned to you after, like, what, five, ten minutes and said, here's get control of this or somebody's going to get hurt. And then in the second half, we're going to, come to Nick did get hurt. Nick never goes down, but it looks a very dangerous challenge. Potentially could have been a red card for the player, but he just never had control as soon as the game kicked off and he's very lucky that a player never got seriously injured because he would have be been here for Joe.
1: No, I, I know we say, like, refs are horrible, like, they're non-league or lower league referees that, you know, we end up getting, but he's genuinely one that I hope that I never see again. Like, that is the worst refereeing performance I've seen in a long time. It's just horrendous. Like, the... Joe's shouting at the linesman, like, go and tell him, like, that's a horrendous, that's a foul, it should be a booking, whatever. And he's saying, I'll tell, like, I'll, don't worry, I'll tell him. Two minutes later, if that, the same nearly identical challenge is put in. And she's shouting at the line, you should have said to him, and he's telling her to calm down when he's clearly not communicating with the ref. The ref's either not seeing it or he's just ignoring things. And it just turned into chaos at points because nothing was being done about it. So they were doing even more of it, which I understand if you get away with things, you're going to keep doing it until you eventually get told. But it's just horrendous. and It should be something that you're playing far north. You've travelled, the wind's horrendous. It should just be go and play the game. And then he's just almost ruined it by someone potentially nearly getting injured and just everybody being raging at him. I've never heard a whole crowd other than at the men's game screaming at the referee like I heard today.
0: Yeah, just not good enough. However, we move on. The second half we came out thinking hopefully we kinda can kick on, but Jenna Fife, Alan talk us through what happened with Jenna Fife.
2: <laughs> yeah, duh. It's not the first time this season we've showing I struggle to play it for the back in strong wins. Off the top of my head, I, I want to say it was maybe bad game against Hearts. We really, really struggled early in the season against against strong wins, but it was, I was a, a struggled to get the ball played long and we're, we're trying to play it for the back and Jenner makes what can only be described as an absolutely awful attempt at passing out and f- passes it straight out to... I'm sure it was Bailey Hutchison that got the ball and scored. And she's like 20 yards a goal, clean through and goal, runs through, beats Jenna. And right away, Jen, Jenna knows she's made a mess it. She's absolutely distraught. And, you know, it was good to see the, the defenders just get around her and just try and gear up a wee bit and try and make sure she got a focus back for the game unfortunately it's one that gets added to people's memory mistakes that has made but she's been good this season you know she's been she's been very good this season however I'm personally i not a fan of rotating goalkeepers i don't know if that plays into it but certainly conditions haven't helped yeah definitely mistakes happen in that but i
0: don't think joe's kind of line it was if we're going to take risks then st- these kinds things could happen car but we have seen these kind of things happen too often and it tends to be jenna that's on the end there yeah, but was it just one of these things or was it just
1: jenna five? well i don't know i think the wind does play a part in it i think she's trying to just play the ball and it gets a little bit unlucky the Aberdeen player's right there and all she has to do is kick it and it's in the back of the net. But when it it's not consistently happening anymore, but when it is still happening and you've got those <laughs> memories of seasons gone by when that was a consistent thing, you then start to think, have we kind of gone back down that road? Or is it just a one off with the wind and everything going on in, in that game? I don't know. But <sighs> I don't like it obviously I don't like it no one's gonna like that but you know I'm giving Jenna credit that she has been fairly good and fairly consistent this season with not conceding other than the very start of the season when obviously Joe would just come in and there was mistakes happening but hopefully next week we go back into get another clean sheet and it's all good again but you know, it's unfortunate that it became then a very close game and it became very tense because there's only one goal in it and anything could happen in that moment to potentially derail what we'd already done. But I'll give her the benefit of the doubt. It's just one of those things in the wind played a part in it, but got maybe do a little bit better and think a bit better about what to do in that situation.
0: Yeah, so then well, it was obviously 2-1, island. No more goals were added. We made some substitutions. Um, Jane Ross came on for Rachel Rowe. Rogan Hay came on for Chelsea. Jodie McLeary and Sarah Ewan's come on for Lizzie and Rio Hardy. So good to get some minutes across the players. We had a couple of other chances, but we're kind of playing into the wind at that point. They also had a couple of chances, maybe, probably. No, ever going to trouble Jenna, but it was just one of the kind of second half, but it was just like everybody just wanted to get it over and done with and get back down the road.
2: Yeah, I think very quickly after we conceded that goal, it, it became quite an attritional game and it was just a case of do what you need to do to get three points and, and get out of there. You know, I don't think Jenna was particularly troubled after that. They had a couple of shots, you know, a free kick for 25 yards to they decided to take a shot on it was straight at Jenna, you know, she held on to it well. Anything else Jenna had to do was, was just sort of routine. Yeah. We weren't massively troubled, but certainly Aberdeen had a lot more sort of territory. But we we also had chances, even despite the wind. You know, we were at times doing exactly what we needed to do, which was keep the ball on the deck and keep keep it moving. And on another day, would would have scored three or four in that second half. Some hesitation in taking shots on, and taking an extra touch, or trying, trying to lay it off, and just not quite quite working when you'd like players to just run on it and take a shot first time.
0: Yeah, I think the defence. I think it was Maddie Finney that's placed for the under nineteens. Yeah, a good game, and then. Their goalkeeper made quite a few good saves as well. So combination of the conditions, they've kind of defence done all right and their poor finishing really. But we've got the three points and that's the main thing.
1: Yeah, I mean, at the end of the season, those are the games that you need to get the points out of to go and win titles. So we did what needed to be done. You know, hopefully no injuries, everyone's fine. And we move on to next Sunday with a, a week to prepare for it. It's not much more you could have asked other than, obviously, we expect more goals, but at the end of the day, with conditions like that, it's just one of those things. We, we, we got through it, and other than the ref being horrendous, and we probably should have had a penalty in the last two minutes of the game, we we did enough to get the points.
0: Yep, so with that, Alan, who would you say your player of the match was? A difficult one, this you think.
2: Yeah, probably the two stand out for me or didn't even actually make a poll that we put up on Twitter. But I thought the best players for us were Mia, who was a danger on the right wing. And I'd say my, my player of the match was probably Tess. I thought Tess, Tess done really well at the back. You know, she, it was quite a physical battle up there. Bailey Hutchison's a handful for, for any of the defenders. But I thought Tess was massive in in terms of making sure that we came out out of that without dropping any points.
1: Kath what about yourself? I mean you could really pick any of them I think most people had a relatively good game all things considered but I think for me it's Rachel Roche gets two you know good goals the first one especially a really good goal um, was everywhere was all over the park playing in a position that she's not really pl- played in often. So for me, I think it was Rachel Rowe while putting up with being kicked and dragged all over the place.
0: Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. She gets kicked about the park, but she still just laughs it off with that big cheesy grin that she's got. So yeah, I would go for Rachel Rowe as well. So on to next week, we play Dundee United in the Scottish Cup. Uh, four o'clock kickoff
2: tickets are on sale now on the Rangers website. Do we change the goal again next week, Alan? Generally we've seen Vic get cup games. Uh but it probably throws a span on the works. It generally had that high order today because do you want to just let her stay in and get that out of system? So I'd expect to see two or three changes, uh, probably at least one of the wingers will get changed. and expect us to have two, two sit centre-forwards up front again, but I'd expect a much more comfortable game next week. We're obviously back at home, hopefully far, far better conditions and we'll go and do something towards replicating the Dundee United result a couple of weeks ago.
0: I'm getting deja vu here because I'm sure there was a mistake for Jenna before and we're like, do we keep her in or do we put Vic in?
1: (laughs) I know, I guess we'll find out Joe's kind of pattern or plan with the goalkeepers if Jenna stays in for another game and then the next one after that Vic's back, she's playing two and then swapping them out or if Vic is going to be the cup goalkeeper and then I guess we'll find out if she swaps them back out to Vic next week but I don't know, maybe it's just a case of Maybe Jenna was ill or something. You know, you don't know the fact that she swapped them out just all of a sudden. We'll never know unless Joe wants to tell us her secrets, but she keeps those pretty close to her chest. So I don't know. But for me, I don't... I wouldn't be bad if Jenna was still in goal next week. It's Dundee United. We should have enough to beat them comfortably. I wouldn't be bad if it was in. So for me, it doesn't really matter either way. But I think I'd like Jane back in. I'd like proper centre forwards in. Um, Rachel Rowan behind, you know, keep everyone tight, get every early result, and then we can change it out. Sorry, My bro- I'm fried, I'm so tired.
0: Also, <laughs> well, I'll stay with you there now, because there is a potential for Lisa to come back in next week. She's kind of up to speed there. She's been in the, on the bench the last couple of games, which I think has just been more to get kind of more training and or anything, so there's potential that she could come in for her return
1: from her ACL injury Yeah, I think it'd be more a case of a sub, I wouldn't think she would start the game, I think you'd leave Tessa in there to begin with and then, you know, as the game goes on, give her some minutes, maybe towards the end depending on how she's doing, she said herself she's not played in a back three, so she's not that comfortable, maybe up to speed with it, as much as Tessa's been as her kind of centre back at the moment but it'd be good to see her back get her back up but rearing to go and then she can bleed back in for the rest of the season, which it's good to see. She looks like she's running pretty fit. She looks like she's handling it quite well, which is nice to see after such a horrible injury that she's back rearing to go and she looks buzzing and happy to be back in and around the squad and her usual jolly self.
0: Yeah, definitely. So we go to score predictions, Alan. Do you want to give us a score for next weekend?
2: Maybe full I'll just uh, shy the last Sunday night game. I think we'll score nine, but we'll keep a clean sheet and get back to that.
1: Okay. That being a cup game, you know, things can happen. I'll say 8-1 to, to Rangers. Well, I'm
0: going to go 8-0 to Rangers,
1: obviously.
0: <laughs> oh, it's it's like yeah, I'll go home then. <laughs> so, yeah, 8 now for me. So, Alan, I doubt you'll have had a look at the score predictor, but any early indications of uh, how people have
2: got on? Uh, still sort of totaling it up. Uh, done, go, got all the scores in. Uh, safe to say, absolutely nobody had Hamilton winning, so There's no no six correct results this week. You know, I think that was a bit of a shocker today, Hamilton winning, and quite comfortably so, at Dundee United. Obviously, uh, a result we've not touched on. Uh, no many people picked Glasgow City to win today. However, we're delighted to say that Glasgow City did indeed win 1-0, which leaves us six points clear at the top of the table. The score predictor will be finished and updated uh, tomorrow and up on the Facebook group and I'll we'll have a break uh, next week as we go into cup action next week. Yeah, perfect. Card, do you want to have any thoughts on Glasgow City one Celtic
0: 0?
1: Six points clear. <laughs> I mean, obviously it's helpful to us. A draw would have also been helpful to us, but I think... We, we saw the goal, watching it on my phone, and it looks like just kind of a, a lucky shot cross. Ends up going in the back of the net with the wind, but, you know, it helps us out. We're then six points clear. You know, we've got a few games before it, but we get to sell it. Going the 18th with the potential to go nine. It, you know, it's looking good for us. We've not lost a game yet. I probably just jumped us there, so hopefully not, but... So, I mean, we're looking comfortable. We're looking ruthless in games. We're throwing everything out. We're doing everything that Joe wants. So so much is a nice position to be in at the moment. So it's obviously helped us. And obviously it'll help them as well. The boys bolster their squad feeling happy that they finally won one of the big games.
0: Yeah. And we should also touch on the fact, in case you've been living under a rock and haven't found out, that the Cup final is now the 24th <laughs> of March. At one thirty instead of the twenty third at three pm, it's totally changed, and we will be running a bus to that. There's a couple of buses actually, so if you join our Facebook group, you can get the details and join in It's fun to travel to the bus, uh, travel to the cup final. I'm tired. I'm done now. I <laughs> so I think we'll wrap it up there. My thanks, as always, to Car and Alan for joining me. Thanks, Laura. Thanks to you, Laura. Right, I will see you next time.